You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, Kate. What are you listening to? Something rotten. Oh. Does it stink? No. It's a musical. That's the name of the song. A musical. Oh. What's that from? Something rotten. Welcome back. Woohoo! To another episode of What's That From? Exploring musicals we don't know, but probably should. I'm Kate. And I'm Josh. And this week we will be exploring, to no one's surprise, something rotten. A goodie. A goodie. A funny. A A funny goodie. A funny funny goodie. A goodie funny. It's a good egg. (laughs) If you knew something rotten, you might get that joke. It's very eggy. I'm going to let you learn on your own. (laughs) But that's the yolk. (laughs) You crack me up. (laughs) You're being so shellfish. Oh my god, our brains are scrambled. (laughs) That was too over easy. (laughs) Thank you very much. We're here every week. Well. Well, that was really funny that you just made me have breath. Uh, we did not plan that. Just want to let you know. Yeah, that was not scripted. We did script the original opening joke for a long time, but that was for that script. Okay, Kate. Excellent puns. Thirty second plot challenge. Uh, okay. Okay, are you starting it? Three, two, go. There's the Bottom Brothers, and they are writers in the time of Shakespeare, and they are trying to write something that's better than Shakespeare, and they're super annoyed because he's super famous. Then they discover that the musical is going to be the next big thing, so they try to write a musical, and then they see a soothsayer who tells them that Shakespeare's next play is going to be Hamlet, but he actually says Omelet, and they write a musical about omelets, and then they go to America. Do you got time? <laughs> you got more time? Um, and, and it's really funny, and... There's other things happening. <laughs> 30 seconds. <laughs> you got done in 25. <laughs> I got so stressed because, like, I sometimes with a 30 second plot challenge, like, they're side plots, but, like, they're not they're not that important. Right. So I feel like something rotten has a lot of little, like, mm-hmm. side bits, but, like, the overarching theme is, like, that was good. Yeah, that was Shakespeare great. Shakespeare and the brothers. Yeah, definitely. They're like, that guy's, like, so famous. Like, we want to be famous. <laughs> It is. It's like Shakespeare is like a celebrity. Everybody's obsessed with him. 
And these guys are like, we're good writers too. Like, we just need like somebody to see our good shows. Yeah. And then like Bottom, Nick Bottom. They're brothers. Yeah, they're brothers. (laughs) (laughs) And um, he goes to a soothsayer to try and figure out. Like, to see the future of, like, what Shakespeare's next big hit going to be. Yeah. So he could write it first. And he, like, takes the money out of their, like, savings. Like, his family's, all of their, like, fortune. He's like, I'm going to pay the soothsayer really quick to just see what the next big thing is. <laughs> also, he has a wife, B. Yes. Who um, is Heidi Blickenstaff, who yeah. I love. Phenomenal. Yeah, I like, love her. So good. So random, but, like, I'm obsessed with her in the Freaky Friday musical. So good. It's so random, but I love her in that musical. Her That's voice awesome. is just... Also, funny. title of show. Like, come on. Come on. Yeah. Anyways, she... That's like... And Right Hand Man. She sings the song in it. Everybody so knows good. it. Yeah, it's a great song. But anyways, she is like, you guys, like, are sexist. Like, let me, like, be a part of it. Like... Yeah, because she's like, I want to help. Because they're struggling artists, basically. They're not, like, what? He's paying a soothsayer to, like, right. know... The future so he can beat it so he's just she's like okay you are obviously not bringing in very much money right now please let me help like you're not doing good right <laughs> so her like side plot she like dresses up like a man and like works yeah that's <laughs> like her bit <laughs> and then she is pregnant yep and the brothers are trying to write and so he goes to soothsayer he finds out that um the next big thing is going to be a musical <laughs> they do this phenomenal number so the whole show constantly pays homage and references to classic musicals like in the score in the staging and the jokes it's like it's so just cool. like it it is like for theater people yes the show but like what's cool is that like i mean like it is about theater it's about shakespeare but like there's nothing about it that feels like normal but like niche to theater people if that makes sense yes like you would if you didn't know theater you would enjoy it yeah but the added layer of yeah. being a theater person i think Special. you would really appreciate it and the jokes like so that number especially it's just like it's bit so after good. bit after bit so after the musical is revealed as the next big uh, showbiz hip happening event um one of the brothers the one that writes primarily um Nick, right? Yes, Nick is the one he beats. Oh, Nigel. Oh. Nick is Nick, Nick is like the big idea. Yes, he's like the big the, idea, the soothsayer guy. He's, he's the, one the one who goes to the soothsayer. And steals the money. Steals money. He's, he's like the bold one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Nigel. Nigel is the one. He's who like meets. the sweet writer one. Yes. Yeah. He's like the, he's the awkward poet. Yeah. And so Nigel meets this girl named Portia, who is a, the daughter of a Puritan, or like the brother who's, like, leading the Puritan group in town. And, of course, they're very, like, strict. awful. Yeah. No theater, no poetry, no art. And she, like, loves poems. And so Nigel and her have this really cute, like... Immediate love at first sight. Love at first sight. Like, he's a poet. She loves poetry. And they have some, like, some really great moments. I really liked their little side plot story. I thought it was really, really interesting. It was something I did not expect and loved. It was cute, yeah. So cute. So then, um... They meet, but then, the of course, they're like, no, like, you can't, like, be together. So then they move on to actually write a song for their musical, which um, they're going to call, or it was going to be about... The Black like, Death. Yeah, the plague. It's going to be Black Death, and they sing a really funny song about the Black Death, which is just hilarious. And then um, Portia, like, sees him again, 
And they have this really cute song called I Love the Way, which is so adorable. So cute. So cute. And like the sexual tension is hilarious. It's a it's obvious it's a big song with like a bunch of like sexual innuendos, but they're really not doing anything. They're yeah. just like reading poetry. <laughs> which I that's just like such a funny concept. I yeah, think definitely. it like, always works on stage. Especially because she's so religious too. Yes, so it's like exactly. It's kind of like the same vibe as like Baptize Me in the Book of Mormon, mm-hmm. where it, He's literally just baptizing her, but everything is like a sexual innuendo. Yeah. It's it's really good. Um, and then... They get invited to go to Shakespeare's um, show at an after party. And um, there they like meet Shakespeare. And Portia gets, Portia gets drunk. So she's like being a little wild for her like little yeah. like square self. Yeah. And... Um, Nick comes in and is so pissed. Because he's like, hello, William is going to... He's our enemy. Yeah, he's our enemy. He's our competition. And Portia's brother comes in and is like, girl, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Also, I was about to say, like, why is he there? He just he was looking for her. <laughs> yeah, what's he doing? Yeah, what's he doing there? <laughs> Did he get hit by him? Yeah. <laughs> There's some sneaky situations going on all around. <laughs> I guess everyone must have heard. So then um, after this all happens and that whole situation ensues, like, Nick and Nigel have some tension because Nigel, like, loves Shakespeare. <laughs> and, like, Nick's like, no, he's our enemy. So Because uh, he's self-conscious. He's self-conscious. Yeah. Yeah. Poor guy. And I feel like it's because, like, Nigel's writing all the stuff. He kind of, all he can really do is just kind of know what the next thing that's coming is. So he already established a musical. So then he pays the soothsayer again. And he's like, okay, but tell me what Shakespeare's next play is going to be about. And, like, Nostradamus is a soothsayer, and he sees, like, it's really supposed to be Hamlet, but he, like, understands it as omelet. And so, <laughs> he's like, the next big thing is omelet. <laughs> and then Nick's like, great, we will be ahead of the game. And instead of being, like, a Danish prince, he's eating a Danish pastry. <laughs> <laughs> like chuckling to ourselves like that's so silly so silly so then that's kind of like he's like i got this that's how the first act ends it's very like very good build it was a good build yeah i i love okay side note before we finish the plot i love how unique this show is i love that it's an original musical it's not based on i mean like it's based on like shakespeare a real person based on like a a setting we all know it is real but like I love that the story is original. It's not based off of a book. It's exactly. not based off of a movie. It's, it's just from somebody's brain. It is unapologetically a musical. And it works because it's not based off of anything. Because somebody yeah. just created it and was like, this would this work as, as a, musical. a musical. Yeah, that's what we need. We need more people who come up with ideas that are like, this should be a musical. Not something that already exists that's like, we could make this a musical. Right. It should be, this idea is perfect it's as a musical, musical alone. Yes. Yeah. Like this. Like Anyways, yeah. Anyway. Act two. <laughs> As you can tell, we're like a little passionate. Like, nothing too big. So, um, act two comes back and they're starting to, uh, well, Shakespeare gets wind that... There's Nick, a rival, yeah. That Nick has been seeing the soothsayer, so obviously he dresses up like a fake person. And he goes to audition for their show <laughs> because he's trying to be get it in from the inside. Yeah. And then he gets there and he's like, this is about... Eggs. <laughs> He's like, this is not correct. And so he gets in there and it's not super good. But then Nigel comes in and has written Hamlet. 
he's written like he starts being like listen like to be or not to be that is a question everyone's like ah oh, that's like pretty good yeah like, that's, that's pretty good and like nick is like no you're not following the egg theme like this is so ridiculous what a horrible script well meanwhile shakespeare's like can i can i see that like what is that oh, right I think I should, can i say borrow that what and he and Nigel's writing it because he's like distressed because he can't be with Portia. Yes. So he's like writing it out of like the pain of his loss. It's which I thought that this plot point was genius that he was writing. I love like, when things like that happen. When yeah. it's like ugh, Yeah. When there's like a secret like turn of events. For a small character. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's not a small character, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. an innocent, like who you wouldn't think Heath wrote Hamlet. No. Yeah. And then like he, then Shakespeare ends up like cornering him on the street and being like, can I just proofread it? Like, it doesn't seem like it's that good. You should really focus on this egg thing. I think that's going to be the next big thing. I love that they also play up the idea that Shakespeare might not have wrote things by himself. Right? Yeah. I thought that was interesting too. Which, like, I hate that idea. But, I mean, his stuff is so, like, to the T, like, perfect. perfect. <laughs> that, like, didn't one person really do all that? I mean, back then they had a lot of time. Conspiracy theorists right now. We're like, <laughs> we're like shading Shakespeare. I feel like we're gonna get cursed. <laughs> we're like, hey, K- Casey Nicola and the writers of this musical—they definitely were cursed. They are cursed. The soothsayer like really put a curse on them too. So then, like he, Shakespeare convinces Nigel to do this egg thing. That's gonna be the next big show. So then he does, and, like, Heidi, Heidi's character B, comes back in, and, because they're both kind of, like, Nick is off the wall. Like, he just wants to do so good, and he's just doing the people around him so bad. (laughs) But they're like, you know what, he'd do anything for us. Like, he would be there in a pinch if we needed him, so we need to, like, help him. Right. So then they do, and they do this omelet musical, and And people are lining up to see it. I won't lie, like, I loved that song. The production value also slapped. Like, if I ever get a chance to play, like, egg number three in the production of Something Rotten, I will have made it. Yeah, this show seems like it's only fun to be in. Only fun. Like, I can imagine Les Mis is like, like, you're at the barricade, and you're just like, oh, (laughs) like, you have to be sad the whole show, and you're just miserable. But this is just like... So do, do, do. And then the ensemble, like, they really are, like, do-do-do-do. Like, they yeah. really just, like, bebop. Right? And they're, like, kick line and feathers <laughs> and, and like, tap. Yeah. And, yeah, this show seems like nothing but a joy to be in. Yeah. So then they do the show, and then, like, Shakespeare comes out and is like, I know they saw a soothsayer, like, trying to get my ideas. Arrest him. And they do. And, like, <laughs> like... Heidi's character comes like is the judge, but she's dressed up like a man, and she's like, "He stole his family's fortune. He's already lost his head. Yeah, he's not to get beheaded." And they're like, "You're right." <laughs> <laughs> so she like gets him out of like being beheaded, which like, nice. And then Shakespeare's like, "I know what we should do. Send him to America." <laughs> and so then they're like, "Yeah, get him out of Europe." So then they send him to America, and then they do a musical, and it's just like kind of a silly thing because. I don't know, like, the musical just seems, like, very Americanized, like... Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it makes sense that, like, before the musical gets too big, we're going to send it to America. Yeah. <laughs> we can figure it out. And, and then they hear about how Hamlet was Shakespeare's biggest success, and they were all like, ah. <laughs> really dropped the ball e- on that Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. That's something rotten. That's something rotten. But it was not rotten at all. 
It was actually fantastic. Yeah. Super funny. Super funny. Super clever. And like, if you like musicals, you there is no way you won't like this. There's no way. Also, I was literally just thinking about this today. I like so niche, but I just love musicals where people are dressed in period garb. But, like, talking about modern-day things. Yeah. I think it is, like, the funniest yeah. thing. And it's, like, the thing right now, too. Like, so many TV yeah, shows. Like the great... Over, and, like, Head Over Heels was like that. Yeah. And, like, I'm thinking about Hamilton. TV. I'm talking about TV shows, too. Like, yeah. Like, The Great or, like, like that movie Emma or, like, Ranch One Nat. Like, yeah. all those things where people are just, like, speaking in modern text, but in, like, <laughs> 18th century, like, <laughs> powdered wigs. And yeah, I like, love stuff I like that. I think it's so funny. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I, like, like I... I'm like, obviously other people think it's funny too. That's why it does so well. But like, I was just thinking about that today. I was like, I love when people do that. Have period pieces that are like, yeah, head over heels. And the costumes in this show are so cute. Yeah, the color scheme is nice. And also like, it gives me Spamalot vibes. Yeah, definitely. Which is also... Which is Casey Nicola. Yeah. Casey Nicola also directed and choreographed this. And it makes sense. Yeah. Because it gives me... I love Spamalot. It's the same... I think it's the same brand of... Like slapstick comedy that just works, and he knows the formula. He has got it all figured out. Like he knows where to put the dance breaks, but he knows where to put the comedic timing, and he like has really got that formula down. Yeah, like it's kind of crazy. He is like the musical comedy guy. Got like, yeah. Got Him it. and Susan Stroman, they're like the king and queen of the musical comedy. The crowned <laughs> done. Yeah, literally. Yeah. So like we said, yeah, Casey Nicola, and he also did the prom, which we also, which is in a different vein, I think. Yeah, but, definitely. I feel like the problem in Mean Girls live in one world. Yeah. Spamalot and something rotten live in another world. They all are very well done. Yeah. But they're like well compartmentalized. Yeah, definitely. Like, oh, so good. This the musical sh- just brought me like joy. Yeah. It's so funny. And like the given circumstances are silly. Silly. And like the plot is silly. Like nothing is ever really that life or death. It, but it's so overdramatic. Yeah. Is I think what's also yeah. so funny about it is for these people. It's like comedy has to be dramatic. Yeah. For it to be funny. They are all just like really going through it. Yeah. But if you really look at it, it's like what? There's some good people on this show too. Like we already said Heidi Blake and staff, but Brian Darcy James. Come on. Left Hamilton to do this. <laughs> Come on, Brian. I was thinking about that. Like, would you have left? Hamilton to be the lead of another new musical. Yes. Because he was playing the king. Yeah. I mean, the king in Hamilton is such like a princess track. You're only on for like a few. Right, moments. but like, I know he originated it off Broadway, but like, now do you think he's like a little like, mm, I should have been a part of that original Broadway cast? <laughs> I don't know, because I think that this is like a real Bride Darcy James brand. This feels way more like this him. This feels. I don't, I don't know, though, because that role is very funny. So he is, is, like, comedic. I just feel like this works too well. Yeah, I feel like he probably read the script and was like, I don't want to give this up. I don't know why I'm, like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, Brian would totally old. Like, something Brian is so Brian. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I know him. Like, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, Brian, like, really made a good choice. Like, <laughs> I love when, like, people who know Broadway people talk about Broadway people with just their first name. I'm like, oh, oh right, yeah, Brian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, like, the, the Darcy James. Yeah. Like that one? Yeah. So, Christian Borle. Unreal. But I also love him. Yeah. He is fantastic and literally... He won a Tony for this. He won a Tony. He was the only Tony snack for the show. Yeah. It was nominated for 10. That's crazy. And Christian was the one that snacked it. And I thought he was good. 
Yeah. But I was surprised that no one else got one. Me too. Because I, I thought he was good. I did. But... I but, thought that if, if, if you thought that he was really good, I thought you'd also think... It lost to um, Von Holm. <sighs> True art. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I, yeah. I just, it's hard. It's, it's I, hard because Von Holm is so small, intimate, and this is so production number, costume, big. They're like not... It's hard to compare them. I'm not like the biggest Von Holm person. I think for me, the Von Holm would have been a better play... I don't know, like, I don't know, I wasn't the biggest fan of, like, all the music in it. I like oh. Changing My Major. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great song. But for me, I wish that was more of a play. So, like, the fact that it took it, the Tony away from this, I'm like, oh, like, that is, like, a play in my mind. Yeah. And, like, but best also, musical, like. I know, it's hard, too, because the Fun Home's also just, like, super important. Definitely. <laughs> like, something rotten, like, isn't that important. Right. The world could have not had something rotten and still carried on. It was, like, Fun Home, I think, opened the doors for a lot of people, or that, that book and concept was right. really important for a lot of Definitely. people. Definitely. But. I wish it just one best play. <laughs> I, I agree, because it's more of, like, a, a weighty, serious, like, real-life piece. Like, yeah. That is a real biography of what happened. Right, Where, like, crazy. This is, like, so silly. Yeah. Like, I feel like they're not even comparable. Right. Like, you would never go see Fun Home and then go see something rotten, like, and be like, ugh, I got the same vibes. From no, them. definitely. Like, they're just different things. Which I guess is kind of what makes it hard to judge. Because I thought this show was great, and I wish it got more. But it ran for a while. It did well. It ran for over 700 performances, I think. Which is, like, I think pretty good. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, 742 performances. Which I think is pretty impressive. Yeah, definitely. Especially because I feel like the ones you've been doing recently have been like, this ran for 50 performances. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, oh, that's why we don't know the show. That's, that would be why. But this is a show that I've always been embarrassed that I didn't know. I would agree. And I also think it's because, like, if you are just, like, a plucky young person, like, you are right for something rotten. So I think anyone between the ages of 20 and, like, 30 (laughs) who smiles a lot and likes musicals, like, you are correct for this musical. Yep. Like, the type is just smiley. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that that's also why it's a little embarrassing not to know. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And also, I thought, like, the... I wish it would have won for, like, costume design or set design or something like that because I did think it was really well presented. Yeah, definitely. I loved the visuals of it. It kind of gives you kind of a cartoony feel. Actually, um... 
What I liked, I read a little bit about um, the writers. That's cool. Yeah, and like I love that it feels kind of comic It does feel comic Yeah. So I and, love that idea. And I love purposeful comicness. Like when it, like that, I feel like that's the point. Sometimes things come off as hokey, and I'm not sure that was the intention. Yeah. But with this, I it was so intentional that I just loved it. Yeah, definitely. What was your favorite song? My favorite song is Welcome to the Renaissance. Oh, so good. It's so good. So good, good. yeah. Like, That's I, the only song I knew from the show, really, before listening to it. I, I've known that song. It, but just, it slaps. Yeah, it's and, so and, good. And, like, it picks up. Yeah. It just makes me want to dance around. Yeah, me too. Or, like, if I'm listening to it, like, walking down the street, I have to, like, change my pace to, like, the, like, beat of and the And accents are good. So yeah. good. Yeah. I just, like, just talking about it. I'm getting, like... Yeah, I love it. So passionate. Yeah, I, w- I would say that... I also really like Heidi Blickenstaff's voice, so I love listening to her sing. I wouldn't say I don't know if it's my favorite song, but I really liked making an omelet, make an omelet, like the big yeah. like musical number. Yeah, that was cute. I think most of the songs are good. Like, yeah, I didn't think they were any were like, oh, that's a dud. Yeah, like, I liked it's hard to be the bard too, but yeah. I just like Christian Borrow. Yeah, but all the music's great. Yeah, yeah, and totally. it's all really fun and upbeat. There's no real, like, downer of the show. I don't think so. It all kind of sits at a really high intensity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I would really love to see this and be a part of it. Me too. I was listening to it, and I was like, I'd love to choreograph this. It'd be yeah. so fun. It's, it's not, like, regionally available, is mm-hmm. it? It is. Has anyone done it? Or maybe it was kind of, like, pandemic-y with it. Wichita was supposed to do it. That's right. But then the pandemic. Yep. It's hard. I think Shenandoah it's did hard it. hard to be barred. Really? Yeah, I think they were like the first school to do it. Wow. Okay. So it's like slowly unrolling. Mm-hmm. It's not like the Mamma Mia of everyone's season where everyone's doing it. Right. But I think it will be. Yeah. I think it's hard to do right now because I think this is one of those shows where you might need somebody that was part of the original company to like set parts of it. Because I feel like some of their stuff of the references are like specifically written into it. So I feel like... For some random high school to do it, like it wouldn't land. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, miss a lot of yeah, like, I agree. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I do think it is a bit. Of, it's a beast of a show to handle, yeah. especially because there is so much nuance. They are referencing something always, right? And you have to know all of it. Yeah. If you're gonna do it, right? Yeah. So I think you're right. It would be. It's definitely a. I think it's pers- like deceptively hard. Like it seems easy because it's so fun. Yeah. But I think actually putting it on would be a little bit. Different. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the sounds of the city. It's <laughs> happened last episode, too. I was listening back, and I was like, oh, the sirens. The sirens. Ooh, so New York. <laughs> so what would you rate something rotten on a scale of 1 to 10? I would feel like a 9 out of 10. Yeah, I'd give it a 9 out of 10, too. It could be a 10 out of 10 if I saw it. I think so. Like, I think the fe- if I saw it, the feeling I would get after it would be, like, 10 out of 10. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like my face would hurt from laughing and smiling. Yeah. And I'd probably cry like five times because everyone's just dancing a lot. <laughs> I can't wait to go see this show somewhere. Same. I'm so mad I didn't see it on Broadway. I came to New York City for my 16th birthday and I saw On the Town of the King and I, which were incredible. Right. So glad I saw those shows. But I didn't see something rotten. And now do you feel a little rotten about it? Yeah. Yeah. I would too. Yeah. Something. <laughs> something rotten. <laughs> it's upsetting. <laughs> um, but... 
definitely recommend. Definitely on a high from the last two episodes. Those were like our biggest like our rating. Fans. Yeah. Went like, into the shade and something rotten, really hitting it out of the park. And I feel like they're the broadest spectrum. Like, if you're feeling golden age, like, hit up 110 in the shade. If you're feeling pump-up musical theater, I need to go run outside. I need to feel myself. I need that's, to dance. That's the other thing, too, we didn't talk about. Like, the music, I like that it is, like, very musical theatery, but, like, it's contemporary. Yeah. It doesn't feel too golden agey or old or dated. Or... No, I don't think so. Yeah. I think they do a good job. Yeah, I think so, too. Heard it here first. Yeah, we're like really on a roll right now. Yeah. What are we going to do next? I don't know. Also, like, we love to just not hate things, but these two, like, I really didn't yeah. dislike at all. Yeah. I didn't either. I have nothing bad to say. I was never judging it at all. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just because it's unapologetically a musical. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I loved the movie and now this messed it up. They're like, oh, well, right. I heard it was a great play. Like, it's just fun. It is what it's, it is. It is a musical to escape. The mundane and like horribleness of life to step out of it for and that's okay two hours and that's okay and to smile and laugh. It doesn't have to be something that it's is. It's not deep. <laughs> I think I, I I totally agree that theater should change you after you experience it, but it doesn't mean you had to have learned this life lesson that you've been an awful person secretly all along, or, or like right. or or that this type of person is the worst person in the world. Like definitely space for that. Definitely needed definitely like it's totally valid and we want that but not every show has to make you cry about yourself you need to get a palate cleanser yeah like something rad is a palate cleanser it's just joy inducing so if you're looking to feel joy <laughs> and if you're a broadway producer like produce more shows like this literally like more of this content please it works. It did well. It did well. It ran People for liked a good it. amount of time. I know somebody from my high school that took a trip with their church, random, to New York <laughs> City and saw something rotten and loved it. Right. Saw something rotten in Lamis and loved it. I know some people too where, like, I feel like I know a handful of people that are like, something rotten is my favorite musical. I buy it. I buy it. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I don't doubt that. And I'm sure if I saw it, I'd also be like, yeah. that show was amazing. I think if I was in it. At some point, it would be one of my favorites to be in. I think it'd be life-changing. Because, like, you said it's like Spamalot. And Spamalot's one of the most fun I've ever had in a show. So, like, I could totally see this being the same experience. Because it's just joyful. Like, I don't think you ever have to go on stage and be like, oof. <laughs> this is the scene where but, like, I if I'm sad about something, song. it's like, okay, like, I get to go and, like, dance in a kick line. And, like, be, like, sassy for no reason. Like, and do a 12-minute production number just simply in, like, homage to musicals. Yeah. Huh? It's like our dream show. Like we have to be in this we, at some point. Yeah, I guess we're manifesting. <laughs> but we're trying. If you're to say, out there and you're doing it. <laughs> you must cast us. <laughs> Go to my Instagram. My resume. My website is on there. <laughs> <laughs> I guess what we're doing is just manifesting. This episode was simply for nothing else but to just manifest us in the production. Well, check us out on Instagram at wtf underscore b way. That is at WTF underscore B-W-A-Y. We love to post F- updates every Monday and Wednesday at random times and sometimes not on those days. <laughs> we're here to keep you guessing. But we do post updates on there regularly and we're looking to get some more content out soon. So keep an eye out and check the playlist. I've been adding new songs with every new show that we do. So it keeps getting... To be more of a thought. And also, if you're listening to this, I hope you listen to the soundtrack either before or after, because I feel like it's incomplete 
to listen to this without it. So I would, I would definitely recommend listening to the album all the way through. Yes. And it, does, it won't take up that much of your time. No. And you'll be happy that you did. And then when somebody asks you what, what's that from? And you'll know it. And you'll know it. And that's that on that. See you next week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.